ingredients of the land. Hello and welcome to our podcast about sustainable living. If you like our project, we invite you to support us with your contribution by following the link in the description. This episode was generously sponsored by Maria Cantairo. In these 12 episodes, we travel to the southwest of Portugal to meet a very special friend. Anelika welcomed us with great joy at her new tiny home. She tells us about her story and healing relationship with the earth and the bees, of what is like to be in such close and deep contact with these incredible beings that many of us are unaware of. Anelike is a true guardian of the land, who has been dedicating her life more and more to deep ecology and a lifestyle that rediscovers many of the lost knowledge and culture. Enjoy. essence of things, I feel that we are part of nature, that we are from nature. If we have an interest about what is the part that is especially made for us humans, that it's a gift for ourselves and the world that we are here, then we can interact in a way where we all find our place. My name is Annelieke van der Sluis. I was born in the Netherlands and already for a long time I'm living here in Portugal. And one of the things that is really filling my life with joy at this moment is the relationship with the land and in particular the relationship through the bees and the trees with all the subtle connections in nature all the constantly happening communications in many different languages and dimensions and ways and the possibility to become more part of that by listening and by interacting and by observing and questioning and being open and connect with others about everything that we are daily part of that can become my daily world that also makes part of everything that I daily do. And this is a very uh, attractive way for me to be in life and to connect with myself and with everything that happens. I belong to this world of interaction and we all have such different possibilities in our physical forms and what we are emitting and what we are able to uh, absorb and receive and contribute. So what is, what is the part of this vibrant network uh, that I as a human being can be? so that there is more life, more vibrancy, and what are the qualities of those beings I can connect to that teach me a lot 
also about how these qualities are present in me. And at the same, same time also, it feels a bit like when I am in a circle of people and I feel I am um, valued and that I'm loved and that people uh, appreciate what I'm bringing, somehow it's more easy to, to bring more, to give something that even I didn't know I could give. I start to wonder if this is something that every being has. So, and then I'm not only talking about uh, an element that has life uh, in an obvious way, like for example a bird or a bee. Uh, I'm also talking about fire uh, or water or um, the minerals. And in the different things I do, I also work with uh, copper and with uh, creating instruments uh, where I work with other elements. It's so obvious that the fire is also communicating and that the fire is aware of, for example, and the metals of, of energies that I am carrying and responding to that. And through the work with them, I can see something that I couldn't discover without being in, in relationship with them. So um, how does life look like when we start to be interested in those relationships and when we start to create time in which those relationships can uh, evolve? And that makes me super curious. I can see it uh, in many different ways. I can see it on the lands of people that, uh, that love to work with the land and then it starts to be a kind of a co-creation. And you come in places that are not really like cultivated with a special idea that you see that, uh, that things are uh, made by a person. You see that something happened and that sometimes the person brings something and sometimes the plants or whatever other element brings something. I think it's also in, in groups where we work together, if there is an acknowledgement for uh, everything that each person can bring as a unique thing, uh, then suddenly start to be more focused energetically on what can come together and how all those interesting things and also those sometimes difficult things or even things that give tensions, how all of this can become uh, more coherent, I wouldn't say harmony in the sense of um, that it comes together as a kind of a sauce where everything mixes, uh, more like, oh wow, there is a tone that seemingly sounds very different. And in the beginning it's like, oh, I even get shivers and I want to walk away. And at the same time, what can, what can come in the space as an energy where suddenly this tone starts to be part of something that belongs together. And that's um, a way to, to be that is much more looking at 
the energetic qualities and how things can flow and what other possibilities are there. So it, it brings my, my attention to other qualities of the reality I am in. And then it starts to be a co-creation instead of me, the human being, uh, having a responsibility and uh, acting or nature that is better off without me. Because it, when, when I say nature is better off without me, I put myself also in a kind of a position like, wow, I have not, nothing to give. I am destroying. From that place, I cannot ask myself, what is it that I can bring here? And what is, what is it that makes, makes this situation more vibrant or more healthy? Or how can we be in such a good communication that we feel when things are changing and that we can move together? First time I I was in touch with the bees was with an organic beekeeper in Coimbra, and uh, I invited him to uh, organize a course and to bring bees to the to the space, to the garden we had together, and I was fascinated by what changed in the in the garden when the bees were there, when it was more than just every now and then a bee passing, where it was really this zooming sometimes of the bees. And um, um, later, not in that time, but many years later, here in Alentejo, uh, I heard speaking of a woman, a French woman who was working with bees, um, her name was Sandira, and from the moment I heard her name, I knew, oh, I think that this woman uh, has a lot um, to tell about this relationship, this fascination of what happens when bees are in a space energetically. And so um, I connected with her, and from there a very beautiful journey grew, first of apprenticeship and then of working together. And what um, attracts me very much in her work is that she's looking at the bee in its totality. So it's, it's the, who is the bee? Uh, what does the bee bring us uh, next to honey? Uh, how does the bee live? Um, what, is her, what is the energetic contribution of bees? What is the relationship uh, that bees have with other dimensions? And how, by connecting with the bees, this can become something uh, that can be part of our world, that we can discover how we can have this connection. So it's, it's a very um, diverse relationship uh, of um, when I dive into the world of the bees, I dive into ecology, I dive into arts, I dive in, into healing. 
Um, and all those different dimensions also of the substances of the hive, they are a world in itself. And to be, uh, to gradually approach that, I mean, the first time I was uh, with the bees, I was mainly just laying under the hive and in the smell and the sound of the bees. And at that time, it was a big gift because I had a kind of a burnout. And by being in this sound of the bees and with the smell of the bees, something could relax in me. And then it was like, oh, this comes again into this, what, what is there when the bees are in space? What changes? What do they bring? And then when we started working with the bees, I was so impressed about how the bees were reacting. Uh, also, for example, when we made a big mess, um, when we were opening a hive and the combs would fall uh, because they were connected to each other and we didn't see it. And they were just continuing uh, to find a new order, whatever happened. And, and this capacity to be completely in the moment and to respond um, and the way that the whole hive is... Um, is finding a new way of uh, coherence. That is something that always intrigues me a lot with the bees. And it doesn't only happen within the hive, it's also something I feel that is happening between the hives. So for us it's very interesting not to have the hives all together in an apiary, um, more to have hives on different lengths. So the bees are starting to be our one of our connections of how uh, we see the connection and how we feel the connection between this lens. And the bees have a radius of uh, eight uh, kilometers um, and their perspective is from above. So they bring something very different to our human perspective uh, as walking on the earth. So the more we are able to connect with the bees, the more rich our picture becomes of the whole. And then uh, also we are like, why are the bees in a square hive? Because originally they were uh, living in trees or in rocks. And here we have a lot of trees that are old that could uh, have bees in them. So oh, wouldn't we be able to restore some of those hollow places that have two big openings uh, for bees to live there? And then maybe bees could live there. And what does it mean when bees live in trees, in the heart of a tree, and the energies of those trees that are there already for hundreds of years sometimes comes together with the energy of a bee colony and the above ground relationships of the bees connecting from hive to hive and with all the flowers in the landscape re repairing the energetic grid of the earth. When I look at the bees, I see a creature and I see a species um, that lives in more than only the physical dimension. 
and I see that for bees it's very easy to move from one dimension to the other. For me, if I look at the bees in the light of everything that is happening at this moment in the world, I um, feel as where I question if it does good to life, not only to bees, just to life and life force, uh, then I see that the bees, um, they have this capacity of constantly moving between the dimensions. And what is it that they are doing or bringing by coming and going? And what is it in that movement that when I connect with the bees, I can develop in my human capacity of uh, being able to see beyond, for example, something that feels very threatening in this moment. And also, does it make sense to directly react my attention on what is threatening? Or is there something else, like for, for example, my way I am related to life that needs my attention to be able to make my actions in, more in tune uh, with uh, life-giving energies. And what is that? What, what gives life? What is life? Um, and how am I connected to that? And for me, it's, I feel um, more, more connected to that energy of inspiration and creativity when I come from, from that way of, of questioning. And in a way, for example, there is so much talking about we need to save the bees. Uh, and actually, I think we have too many honeybees. We have far too many honeybees and in a very sick-making industry. What are we protecting when we protect the bees as we relate to them now? I don't feel that that is something I would like to support. So it's more like, okay, who is the honeybee and what is her role uh, in nature? Uh, what is the the bigger picture in which she exists with other species and then um, how can I relate to that in a way that more of the species can be more of themselves. For example, there are many places in the world where wild bees and other insects have uh, very uh, low populations or cannot exist anymore because of the honeybees that exist. And there are also places where the honeybees are so fragile because of all the ways in which we save them and in which we make them weaker instead of stronger because we are focusing on that they stay alive. So we are not respecting that the bees also have a big role to play in this coming and going. So maybe in a particular place the bees are not there to stay. The bees are there uh, to do some work energetically that makes that uh, the energies in that place can change and they will come back. And maybe they come back in the same place, maybe they come back in another place because their work makes part of a, of a much bigger intelligence. So my question is then more, okay, what is our role in that? And how can I discover my relation to that? If that happens, 
uh, in more places and uh, something changes in the way people relate to themselves and to life, then how, what, what techniques and tools will we develop uh, to support our human existence on Earth? So it's not the technologies in itself, it's more from which perspective on life and from which attitude uh, they are created and what is taken into account and integrated in, in making the decisions and also using those technologies. I would like to take a little bit off, like, the bees are so important for the ecosystem. Also because, for example, there are a lot of other pollinators, um, the wild bees and other species, also all the, the night butterflies, etc. And they all have their role to play and they all have different pollination tasks, for example. Uh, at the same time, I think there are species that have something that attracts us as human beings because there are qualities in the being of bees that resonate with maybe our role in the world. And I think it's the same, for example, with whales. So what is special for me in the bees and the role of the bees is that they are an individual and at the same time they are a superorganism. I would even say that um, the bees, uh, they have so many qualities where it is not really possible to say what they are or who they are. For example, at night the colony is concentrated cluster in the hive and during the daytime their body expands and has a radius of 8 kilometers can have. So it is with a lot of different things of the bees that everything is malleable and uh, there is a moment that you think, oh now I know how the bees function. And then one week or one month later they show you something that is completely different. So they, they also help me a lot in staying flexible and not having fixed ideas about things. And what for me is also special is that in the bees I can really sense their energetic contribution to everything that is happening through all the relationships they have with elements of nature. So for me it's much bigger than, for example, pollination. I also uh, see how much uh, the bees are important for uh, the coherence of the electromagnetic grid of the earth. And that saying, it's like, but it's not only the bees, all the sounds I hear the, from the birds, the crickets and all the other unhearable sounds uh, of the trees, they're all emitting vibrations that are important. Anytime when I'm isolating one species, I feel I am diminishing something that is much bigger. And also there's ever more research uh, that shows that actually if we look at the level of uh, microorganisms, 
it's impossible uh, to give individuality to either one of us and we are much more connected than we think and much more a co-creation and a team in, in ourselves. And that said, it's also the bees that really help me to, to be more with that vision of life, that organic vision uh, of life and how we are all connected. And the bees do that in many levels because it's not only pollen and honey. They are uh, foraging. They also bring in medicine from all the essential oils from the plants. They work a lot together with uh, microorganisms in the soil, the fungus. Um, there's a lot of communication going on uh, also about even... Um, like where other species are going because they they have a much bigger view. So there are people that receive information that the bees communicate with, uh, for example, plant species in which direction to grow. So I think there's a lot that we really don't know. And by... Um, by connecting intimately with the elements of nature where we feel this resonance, I think we can discover a lot of things that will reveal themselves. And maybe for me it's bees and for another person it can be birds or a specific animal or, or plant. And uh, following this fascin fascination can, can widen and enrich um, how we can be in the world. By having the Bee Wisdom Network, we wish to connect with bee lovers in different places of the world, because there are so many things to explore uh, through uh, being connected with the bees. And somehow also the people who are connected with bees, they have this interest in, ah, oh, what I am learning with the bees now, how does this apply to my everyday life? And oh, I'm focusing on the bees, but the bees are related to all those other possibilities. So how is it when we are with a group of healers uh, and we all have our different connections with the bees? And what do we bring to understanding the bees? And what does this shared understanding bring to the practices of all the healers in that circle? And so this can be the healers, like also here in Alentejo, we have a whole group of people who are connected to lands, who do regeneration, land regeneration. So, oh, if we all have bees on our land and we connect through the bees, um, how does that also inform how we take care of our lands? What other levels of land care are coming in? Because suddenly we want to take care of the, of the insects. And then from the insects, we come to other species and relationships that maybe we didn't discover yet and we didn't integrate yet in our own isolated picture of the situation. And then uh, there are so many different entrances, musicians, uh, vibrational work with the hive, 
all the different substances, um, what they tell us about communication and our human possibility of um, uh, communication. And through the Bee Wisdom Network, uh, we, we share our own love relationship with the bees. And through that, we connect with a lot of amazing people in different parts of the world and their connections with the bees. in the cities. I mean, if I connected with bees in a country like Switzerland, for example, it's more easy for bees to, uh, to have a year-round natural circle in the villages and cities than um, in the country because of all the chemicals and the monocultures, etc. And this is happening in many countries in the world. So one thing is that in many countries, more industrialized, uh, industrial uh, agriculture countries, it's a very romantic idea that the country is a place of um, ecologic health. So there's a lot to discover also in terms of nature in cities, also in terms of how it is possible to live a very interesting human life in the cities. And at the same time, I can imagine uh, for many reasons that it's great to live in a, in a lesser populated area. And I would say that in general, um, the more simple a life can be, the more easy it is to make the transition. And maybe for many people in these times where many jobs have changed into jobs on a distance, it might even be possible to have a transition in which um, a regular income and a job can still go on. And at the same moment, um, how can you bring yourself to a possibility that you can really be in one place and that you don't need to travel a lot or to always have part of your attention somewhere else uh, because of making a livelihood. So... What are your qualities and maybe they're very different than the profession you have that you could bring to a place where you are interested to settle yourself, how you can also have a kind of an economic role in that place. And economic for me is something much bigger uh, than uh, the financial part. It's really how can I take care of my house and... And, and the community of which I'm part. And also, how can this community support that? Because there is an interaction, I have something to bring. So what is it you can bring to the place you are attracted to?
welcome to our podcast about sustainable living. If you like our project, we invite you to support us with your contribution by following the link in the description.